Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk Show. Show. All right. Happy to have you along, my fellow Americans. Sam Bushman live on your radio. Hard-hitting news that networks refuse to use, no doubt, starts now. This, my fellow Americans, is the broadcast for April the 29th. In the year of our Lord, 2023, this is our one of two, and the goal always to protect life, liberty, and property, to promote God, family, and country, to do so on your radio and the traditions of our founding fathers. Yes, indeed, we use the blueprint for liberty, along with the checks and balances brilliantly put in place by the founding fathers as the supreme law of the land as our guide. Wow, we need the supreme law, ladies and gentlemen, don't we? Anything else is nothing but propaganda. Let's stand with the supreme law. You don't like it. There's ways to change it. Welcome to the broadcast. As you know, we reject revolution. We stand for peaceful restoration of the greatest country on the face of the earth. As you know, we're also live six days a week, two hours a day. We do our very best to have incredible around-the-clock coverage. Yes, indeed, ladies and gentlemen. All right, we had Dr. Scott Bradley with us yesterday. Great hour, I might add. And Scott and Sam discussed the weather water, flooding, the lakes, Jesus Christ, and a whole lot more. We then had our guest on Pete Sepp of the National Taxpayers Union, NTU.org. We talked about Ron DeSantis promised to kneecap ESG in his state and to prohibit the implementation of a central digital currency. Good for Ron. We talked about the GOP debt limit plan. It's simply not enough, folks. When will we abolish the IRS? We asked that question. New York's budget, believe it or not, is twice the size of Florida's, even though Florida has a million more citizens. What's up with that? In the second hour with Dr. Scott Bradley, we talked about let's please apply the rightful remedy, the proper role of constitutional liberty government. We talked about Tucker Carlson's posts a video True things prevail. Amen to Tucker. He's right on that score. We'll get into the Tucker discussion later in the broadcast today as well. We also talked about Disney filed a lawsuit against Ron DeSantis of Florida, alleging that the governor has waged a relentless campaign to weaponize government power. Wow, I think that the problem is Disney has had too much power. They've had special privilege at the trough of government for too long. I digress. Many people are saying that Ron DeSantis is involved in overreach and may have bit off too much when it comes to Disney. Well, all I can tell you is Disney or no other large company deserves a special privilege to have their own law enforcement, their own governmental guidelines within their property jurisdictions different than any other private property owner. Do they? See, that's the problem whenever we pull the the government lever in the favor of the few at the expense of the many. It always runs off the rails. Good for Ron to bring this up. Ron DeSantis, far from perfect. Donald Trump, far from perfect. Tucker Carlson, far from perfect. But you know what? We're far from perfect too, right? We need to just quit backing or attacking people. What we need to do is look at issues, look at principles. And then if they're good, honest, right, moral principles, back them no matter who they're from. If they're bad, reject them no matter who they're from. Yeah. Let me give you an incredible uh, example 
of this, ladies and gentlemen. The Gateway Pundit is a great website. Jim Hoft is the runner of that website. And from what I understand, I read that, he, that he's gay, that he married his husband, that he came out as gay and this kind of stuff. Now, I don't agree with that. I personally think that's a sin and it's wrong. But Jim produces a lot of great work. And others who work with him produce a lot of great work. We're going to introduce our guest, and then we're going to talk about that first. Chris Carlson, welcome back to Liberty Roundtable Live, sir. Yes, sir. Without God, we cannot win, Sam. With God, we cannot lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in that battle. Lieutenant Carlson reporting for duty, sir. All right. As you know, I've been keeping an eye on the ball for a long time regarding the January 6th scandal. And you have, too, and we really appreciate your leadership and uh, keeping an eye on that ball because we've got to report the truth on that, uh, Chris. But so is the Gateway Pundit. So has Revolver Magazine. So has World Net Daily. So has the Epoch Times. There are several of us keeping an eye on the truth on this thing. Now, I don't know if you know, but I had on that gentleman the other day uh, that was, um, his name is Richard, uh, and he uh, mm-hmm. is going to prison. Uh, I don't know if you heard that broadcast, but he had some riveting details about him entering the Capitol, putting his feet up on Pelosi's desk. He was in the Capitol less than six minutes, and he literally got four misdemeanors and four felonies out of it. None of them are federal, really federal crimes in any way. Um, I don't know. Did you hear that broadcast, Chris? I heard part of that broadcast, and I was very sympathetic to his plight. His uh, wife is disabled. Um, right. He's been blackballed uh, for a lot of jobs. <laughs> yeah, no. And he has that GoFundMe or um, uh, it's now give send go, go GoFundMe raised so, a bunch of money and shut yeah. him down and didn't give him any of the money. Shame on them. Anyway, nevertheless, Victoria White, we brought up a friend of ours as well who came on the radio the next day after January 6th. They tried to come on during January 6th, but the problem is they locked down all communications, so she couldn't. But Richard and Victoria and others are working together. Well, I've got more on this from the Gateway Pundit. This is where, again, we need to agree with the things we agree with and disagree with what we disagree with. When Jim Hoff comes out as gay, I, I disagree with that. You know what? I'm disappointed. I think he's mixed up. I think it's a sin. I think it's wrong. But you know what? The Gateway Pundit has the best readers, says the headline from Jim Hoft. Why, you ask? Because the Gateway Pundit um, raises $27,000 for a January 6th defendant slash political prisoner by the name of Thomas Smith. Thomas Smith was forced to camp in Washington, D.C. Park because he could not afford a hotel. He could not afford a hotel room during his, quote, government trial. Thank you, Gateway Pundit readers, says Jim Hoff, because they raised money. Now the guy doesn't have to stay in the park. Okay? This is a serious reality, ladies and gentlemen. This is what we're talking about. What the heck is going on? This political prisoner, Thomas Smith and his and his cousin, I guess, went to try to help out there and now he's guilty supposedly and he, he can't even he doesn't even have enough money to to stay in a, a decent place while he's at trial he can't not go to trial or he'll be held in contempt of court chris this is the kind of stuff we're talking about 
Yeah, yeah, it looks like they've got all the power and we don't have any and we're losing it, <laughs> that that we do have. So it's it's designed to demoralize us, to discourage us, to give us the sense that we have um, no defense against their uh, criminal and corrupt um, attack on us. And they want us to give in. Some people will. I won't. You know, I'll go to my grave fighting the deep state, fighting tyranny, whatever exists, whether it's against me personally or against my friends, it's the same. Like uh, Martin Luther King said, um, <clears throat> injustice anywhere is an injustice everywhere. So and that's where, we, see, we I think Martin Luther King I mean, is, is a perverted um, um, adulterous person. Plagiarist, he, uh, adulterous. He isn't, he isn't at all who he said he was. And, and the behind the scenes shows a big difference. However, some of the statements that he made were right. The one you pointed to are right. Uh, looking at the content of someone's character uh, as opposed to their skin color is, is a true point. He spoke a lot of truth. What we can do is reject the wrongs about someone and embrace the truth, the right, the good. And we need to learn to do that about everybody. But the Gateway Pundit also had a couple of points they made that I think are really important. Things that we now know from video evidence, etc. Listen carefully to this, Chris. It is clear at this point from hours of video, even though we don't have it all, we have a lot. Footage released from January the 6th, 2021, that the violence and the rioting only started that afternoon after Capitol Police and D.C. Police began firing off CS gas, rubber bullets, beanbags, sound grenades, indiscriminately on the tens of thousands of Trump supporters that were there, including men, women, children, seniors, veterans, and others who marched to the U.S. Capitol that day. That is abundantly yep. clear. <laughs> Let me tell you what else is also abundantly clear. It is also clear that there were hundreds of undercover government operatives working inside the crowds that day and directing the criminal conduct. This is beyond debate now. It's so much so that they took a poll and 65% of the American people now, 65% of U.S. voters, believe that it's likely that undercover agents provoked the J6 U.S. Capitol riot. This is huge information. And good for the Gateway Pundit to focus on this. Good for us helping this gentleman. I don't know that he's $27,000 for a hotel room, but, hey, he's got travel expenses and everything else. Uh, you know what? Helping someone get on their feet is a good thing. Let's pay it forward. Let's do it. But, man, what a criminalistic government we have uh, in this case, and it becomes evident at every move they make, Chris. Yeah, well, now that Tucker Carlson has been fired from Fox, maybe he can take all of those uh, files and um, surveillance videos that he got. No, he uh, can't. From the government, he never got them. No, it. that's no, a lie. Can't. Stop. I know. He never got them, <laughs> sir. He was able to go view it on a government computer, and that is all. He doesn't have anything to show you. Kevin McCarthy lied to you, and Tucker, by his non-speaking out against McCarthy, allowed the lie to continue. You know where the solution can be found, Mr. President. In churches, in wedding chapels, in maternity wards across the country and around the world. 
More babies will mean forward-looking adults, the sort we need to tackle long-term, large-scale problems. American babies in particular are likely going to be wealthier, better educated, and more conservation-minded than children raised in still industrializing countries. As economist Tyler Cowen recently wrote, quote, by having more children, you're making your nation more populous, thus boosting its capacity to solve climate change. The planet does not need for us to think globally and act locally so much as it needs us to think family and act personally. The solution to so many of our problems at all times and in all places is to fall in love, get married, and have some kids. As you are aware, America is divided over every fault line possible. This is intentionally fostered by those who do not love God, family, or country. We believe a peaceful future as a free people absolutely depends on civility. Clarion Call for Civility is looking for funding and volunteers at every level to make our hopes and efforts a reality. Please donate, sign our pledge, and help us in our sacred cause. Please visit callforcivility.com for more details. Callforcivility.com fighting for the soul of liberty and true pursuit of happiness for everyone. Freedom Fest 2023 is coming to the home of the blues and birthplace of rock and roll Memphis, Tennessee, July 12th through 15th. It's the ultimate summit for liberty, educating and empowering through art, music, film and comedy while promoting economic freedom and highlighting today's political issues. Use promo code ROUND50 to save 50 bucks off the current rate. Reserve your spot at freedomfest.com. See you in Memphis. Live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman, Chris Carlson together on your radio. We're talking about this incredible article by the Gateway Pundit. Literally, this uh, Thomas um, Smith gentleman has to stay in a park, a public park while he goes through his trial in D.C. Uh, maybe, I guess, jail might give him a little bit better place to stay in three squares a day and that kind of stuff. Oh, what a shame this is. But the Gateway Pundit readers literally, uh, in my opinion, raised $27,000 to help this guy give, send, go. What a great deal that is. It's also clear there were hundreds of undercover government agents involved. This is just sick. But, folks, you can still donate to Thomas Smith's Give, Send, Go um, campaign so this political prisoner can sleep in a hotel this week. Um, anyway, I thought would bring that to your attention. Also, talk show host and former Cincinnati mayor Jerry Springer died on Thursday at the age of 79. I guess he got cancer, died very quickly from there. Uh, you remember Jerry Springer as kids, Chris. Uh, that's kind of where the division oh, politics yeah. kind of divided on every side began. Um, Really, he was kind of the king of getting that started, huh? Yeah, entertainment-based politics. Um, <clears throat> well, I mean, social dilemma resolutions. I don't know if he ever resolved any of That was fun stuff, man. I, that was kind of my guilty pleasure. <laughs> I don't think I watched more than maybe two episodes, but uh, it was entertaining. So well, we'll it's entertaining. Him. The problem, though, is that at first it's kind of just a joke. It's kind of like uh, professional wrestling or whatever else. It's fun. They talk big and trash talk and throw chairs at each other and no one really gets hurt because half of it's not real but at the end of the day 
that kind of started the divisions, in my opinion. You got that, and then Barack Obama, and then Donald Trump, and you got these divisionary experts that are really dividing the people. I don't think it's by accident. I think it's by design. Uh, and I really go the opposite direction. I, I have a clarion call out for civility, Chris. Yeah, and that was continued uh, by Donald Trump, I think. I mean, his presidency um, obliged people to lower their moral standards of what is acceptable and what is not. I mean, he said some things and acted in ways that I thought was very unpresidential. And a lot of people would rationalize it by saying, well, it doesn't matter. You know, he he represents what is uh, conservative about this country. Uh, even though he really didn't, that was um, just a foil as well. But it, it made people uh, more obliged to to lower their own personal standards, because you know what we see in our leadership tends to be what is acceptable in society in general. And I think Jerry Springer um, helped to to accomplish that, unfortunately, and a lot of politicians today do the same thing. Yes, indeed. And the dilemma we have is this: How do we remain civil? How do we remain decent, respectable, and respectful, and kind, and all these kind of things, but yet hold to the truth? You know, sometimes we're so afraid of offending our enemies that would rather offend God. That's not a stable place to be either, ladies and gentlemen. So how do I hold true to my God, to my beliefs, to my governing values? How do I be kind to others who don't share them? How do I not attack people? But deal with principle, and when the principle's wrong, stand against it politely, nobly, clearly. Uh, when they abuse us and use us wrongfully, you know what? We should turn the other cheek and be kind. But at the same time, we can't equivocate. We can't melt down. We can't change our views or soften the truth on the altar of, oh, I got to go along to get along. Or I can't speak out on what I believe because it means that I'm not kind or gentle. Or Okay, these are where the lies begin, Chris. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're so afraid of uh, what our neighbor or our coworkers or our friends or family will say that we will literally compromise our standards to facilitate for their expectations on our part. And as society degenerates, like we've just talked about, um, we tend to lower our own personal standards to accommodate or facilitate those people. And uh, we, in the process, we offend God. We should look to God as as our standard bearer and try to com, uh, conform our speech and our actions uh, to his expectations. And we're not. We're failing miserably as a Christian nation in that regard. Well, and we're failing because we really break the Ten Commandments uh, on a daily basis, societally speaking. Uh, Dateline San Francisco to highlight this point, Chris. Dateline San Francisco. Well, are you referring to Doug Casey, the rising crime, uh, legalized shoplifting, and other disturbing trends in U.S. cities? Yeah, you got these uh, so two Doug social Casey justice is, warriors that broke into uh, a furniture store in San Francisco, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dateline San Francisco. Yeah, so this is a riddle. I want, I want your audience to see if they can figure this one out. Two social justice warriors break into a furniture store in San Francisco and steal a couch. Each of the social justice warriors carries each end of the couch. If the couch retails at $1,899, can the social justice warrior be prosecuted in the city of San Francisco for their crime? The answer, 
is no, because they have the legal right to steal up to $950 worth of merchandise without being prosecuted uh, as criminals. So if you divide 1899 by two, it is a penny less than $950. So they're clear. They're not criminals, Sam. I mean, get off their backs. It's the law, right? And it was passed democratically. So it's got to be just. I mean, we live in a democracy, don't we? And majority rules, so the majority says nine. And anything below that, you're good to go. So no, they do not get prosecuted, and they're not criminals. They're upstanding citizens who have been wronged by uh, a majority white Christian society. And if you don't have sympathy for them, well, you're just a bigot. That's all you are. Anyway, so now I the reason that that's a riddle, that riddle, ladies and gentlemen, is because that's not exactly factual. However, Doug Casey, uh, the international man, or internationalman.com is kind of his website or whatever. But Doug Casey literally wrote about this in parts of California and other states, this de facto shoplifting issue where, you know what, they're not even going to prosecute. They don't really consider it a crime anymore. So they haven't really totally changed the laws. But they kind of have because they're not going to prosecute. They're not going to go after those crimes. And this started with these illegal alien cities, these sanctuary cities where they're just simply not going to obey the laws. And now we're starting to see it relating to small crimes and et cetera, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, what if you, you get more of what you tolerate. And that's um, uh, Bradley Dean says that a lot. Uh, he, I think he used to have Bradley Dean. Maybe you still do have him on, on your network. But um, you basically, as a Christian nation, uh, tolerance is not necessarily vir- virtue, and, and Doug Casey goes into that. And here's the interesting thing about Doug Casey uh, on his website, The International Man. Doug Casey is an atheist, and you know I don't consider that a virtue, but if an atheist can figure these things out, what excuse do you have? You can't say, well, I don't believe in God, or I worship a different God, or I have a different religion. Well, so does Doug Casey. He's an atheist, but he's still a moral individual, and he can identify uh, the difference between good and evil. And if he can do that, what excuse do we Christians who claim accountability to a higher authority? What claim do we have or what excuse or rationale do we have for allowing this chaos to happen in a 75 to 80 percent Christian nation? We don't. So he goes on to say that uh, the real problem is that the moral fabric of the U.S. and many other Western countries is torn. There is not much of a moral compass left. It is no longer clear to the average American who is more likely than not a Christian what is right and what is wrong. And that's the problem. We are so busy trying to please what we perceive as the majority because the media basically creates this consensus that certain things are right or certain things are wrong. And if we're getting our news from Fox or CNN or NBC or MSNBC or one of these news outlets, we'll get the impression that uh, the consensus is that certain groups of people in the United States have been oppressed. And because they've been oppressed, somehow they have the right to break into furniture stores and steal furniture uh, with impunity. Now, I don't know to what degree We've been captured, you know, by that rationale, but it appears to be pretty, pretty much uh, so because I know when I was in San Francisco, none of this chaos was happening. 
I'm not saying everything was hunky-dory, but things have really degenerated over the last few years. And I think uh, right now here we live in Utah. We're pretty fortunate. None of this stuff is going on here. But according to Doug Casey, eventually it will. If we allow it to happen in these major cities, eventually it's going to spill over because what's going to happen, Sam, and he talks about this, um, businesses are starting to close down in San Francisco and in Portland and Chicago and Washington, D.C. and Baltimore. We'll talk about that and on as the long as we the continue to turn our back on God, ladies and gentlemen, you can expect it to accelerate. Sad but true. There are solutions, though. We'll talk about them on your radio. Protecting your liberties. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Jeremy Scott. First Republic Bank is now the third bank to fail this year after the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank. Reuters reports the FDIC is taking over the troubled bank under receivership imminently, saying there isn't any more time for a rescue of the bank through the private sector. The Office of the Director of National Intelligence released a report Friday showing that FBI searches without a warrant went from over 3.4 million in 2021 to just over 200,000 in 2022. That's a drop of nearly 94 percent. The report says the reduction is a result of changes to the FBI systems relating to person queries and that reforms in the Bureau have had a significant effect on their practices. Army pilots across the U.S. are being grounded after two recent helicopter crashes killed 12 soldiers. The Army Chief of Staff is grounding all pilots who are not involved in critical missions until required training is complete. This comes after three soldiers died in a helicopter crash in Alaska on Thursday and nine others died last month in Kentucky. If Donald Trump gets back into the White House, he might address abortion. The former president is suggesting that he could sign legislation banning abortions after 15 weeks of pregnancy. Speaking to WMUR in New Hampshire, Trump was asked if he'd sign the federal abortion ban proposed by South Carolina Senator Lindsey Graham. Trump said he would look at it and is considering a lot of different options. He faced backlash from anti-abortion groups recently for his position that abortion restrictions should be left up to individual states and not the federal government. I'm Jerry Barmash. Most of Yosemite National Park is closed until next week because of expected flooding. The Merced River is expected to reach flood stage this weekend with rising temperatures melting snowpack. Dozens of families in Wisconsin are being forced from their homes as flooding peaks on the Mississippi River. More than three dozen homes affected. This is USA News. Greece is cheap. But the airfare costs a fortune. Paris? Not much closer. And again, airfare... What about Puerto Vallarta? Let's face it, flying anywhere is just too expensive. Wait, what's this? Low-cost airlines. With one call to low-cost airlines, you'll drastically slash your travel costs. We're talking insanely low airline prices to any of your favorite destinations. Where would you like to go? London, Rome, Costa Rica, Australia? Wow, that's cheap. So why wait? Call now to learn how crazy cheap it is to fly anywhere in the U.S. or international. Our prices are so low, we can't publish them. The only way to get them is to call to instantly hear the most amazing best deals on airline travel. It's that easy. So call now and start packing. 800-215-5141. 800-215-5141. 800-215-5141. 
That's 800-215-5141. Live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman, Chris Carlson, talking about this incredible column by Doug Casey. The real problem, ladies and gentlemen, in America is that the moral fabric of the United States and many other Western countries is torn. There's not much of a moral compass left. People don't really know what's right and what's even wrong these days. They don't know if they're a male or a female, Chris. Yeah. And, you know, if <laughs> if something so obvious as your gender is under question, you know, w- what else? I mean, everything else can be questioned, right? You know, my, the color of my skin is black. Therefore, I'm due reparations. In fact, in San Francisco, there is a proposal that a city ordinance be passed that would literally uh, give black people $5 million just because their ancestors 160 years ago were enslaved. Um, Now, I don't think in the near term that something like that would ever be passed because even the city council of San Francisco is not dumb enough to realize the consequences thereof. I mean, everybody would move out of the city that has any money that you know that doesn't have money coming their way in other words any non-minorities but even the suggestions and think about this that that suggestion itself ha- will have a devastating effect and is having a devastating effect on the african-american population in the city of san francisco and i believe it has a lot to do with what's going on uh we talked about a business that established itself there uh, about a oh, six months ago we talked i can't remember the name of the business it literally got broken into so often they had to put uh, uh, metal gates up in the plate glass window because they kept breaking the plate glass window and going into the store and stealing the merchandise. But even when they put the gates up and only opened the doors during business hours when customers would knock on the door, they would have thugs around the corner lying in wait for that door to open, and they would literally go into the store and ransack it as long as they didn't steal any more than $950 worth of merchandise, they were cool. And I don't even know, if, you know, how do you determine how much merchandise is, is, is stolen in the first place? So they eventually had to, to bail out. So there you go. But the, the mere suggestion that you're entitled to $5 million because of the color of your skin and because of something that was abolished 160-plus years ago, I mean, that has an effect on your psyche and on your, like we said, the lowering of moral standards and the distortion of reality. Doug Casey says in the article, when people think they're due reparations, the next step is for them to think or rather feel, since there's no logical thought involved, that they have a moral right to steal to take the reparations they imagine they were owed. Does that have any relation to the fact that although blacks are only 13% of the population, they commit 50% of the crime? Uh, And as we alluded to uh, at the end of the last segment, there are stores, Walmart, for example, is closing in Portland, Oregon. They can't make a profit because so many people are going in and just walk, and they don't have to break anything. They go in calmly. They nonchalantly walk out with merchandise. As long as it's not over uh, $950 in value, they can do so and not be prosecuted. What would prevent them from from not doing that? People with no uh, moral compasses. 
targets, for example, are closing in downtown Chicago, Minneapolis, and Washington, D.C. And this is a trend, and he said, his, he, um, Doug Casey says, I expect this trend to continue. Not only isolated to uh, the ghetto areas, but central business districts will be devoid of retail stores. Many large office buildings will be empty. Others will opt to become self-contained fortresses. And my um, commentary on Doug's comments there is that this is a, the perfect divide-and-conquer strategy, and it's also order ad chao. Are you familiar with that Latin expression, ordo ad chao? It's I'm, order I'm not, out no. of chaos. I am familiar okay, with so that term, Latin, though. ordo ad chao. Yeah, so the strategy for the globalists, and we, I don't want to get too, uh, too much into the New World Order, but this is certainly – uh, a strategy that will facilitate our transition into a new world order because, you know, once, once things get very chaotic, you know that human nature is such that they're, they're, they will look for solutions and they will be told through the controlled news media that the only solution will be this new world order where some um, uh, disinterested, un, uh, you know, unbiased uh, solution of a world uh, government will come in and save the day. But before uh, that happens, there needs to be general chaos to where people get desperate enough. So this is the perfect strategy that I think they're implementing. And it will not be isolated to the cities. Like we, we said, like I said, uh, these major retailers are moving out of these major cities where these problems are occurring. Well, where are these thugs going to get their food, clothing, and shelter, Sam, when these cities have melted down? They're going to have to move out into the more uh, conservative uh, towns and cities uh, away from where they've destroyed. I mean, this, this, there's no – I mean, if you follow the trend line, there, there's no way that this cannot happen. Okay, let's talk about – he talks about um, Latin American countries. I didn't know this, Sam, but according to Doug Casey in this article, he says every country in South America, with the exception of Uruguay, is run by a doctrinaire socialist. And uh, my commentary on that is no wonder they're flooding over the border. You know, their countries are, are failing economically. Why wouldn't you? I would. Uh, you know, even though it's illegal, you know, sometimes people get desperate to the point where in the interest of their own and their families prosperity, they have to uh, make uh, very desperate concessions. And so we're seeing we're seeing that at the border. That's not uh, helping the situation any. And we're not justifying um, the concessions people have to make, but there is a hierarchy of moral imperatives that you've got to kind of go through with things. For example, thou shalt not steal is a true principle. Uh, but you know what? If my family's starving mm-hmm. and I only have the choice to steal, I'm going to steal. Uh, is it better to steal and, yep. you know, or starve? You know, so that's a, a, a an extreme example of the point, And we're not justifying any breaking of the Ten Commandments. But we are basically highlighting the reality when people are pushed beyond normal band, bounds due to wickedness. Uh, then, you know what, there's no great answers as far as I can tell now. In San Francisco, they're even going so far as to put a reparations plan in place, right? Yep, uh, $5,000 is proposed. And I don't think even the idiots on the city council in the city of San Francisco are stupid enough to implement such a, a provision because I think they realize that um, all of the wealth will just 
flee from the city. It will become a ghost town. Well, not a ghost town. The only people left will be uh, the looters and the thugs, but eventually they'll leave town as well because they won't have any uh, stores to loot. I mean, that sounds like a dystopian scenario to people in, that grew up uh, in the generation that we grew up in would never imagine what happened. But I think a lot of people are opening their eyes to the possibility that we very well could see such scenarios. I, I certainly believe, buy into it and believe that. And where fact, are they going to go? Brennan I mean, writes an article about this very topic. It says this, San Francisco reparations plan proposes $5 million for black residents, right? Yes. Yep. No, you're referring to this article. Yep. San Francisco could become the first major U.S. city to fund reparations under a plan that would award $5 million to each eligible black resident. This is from Gateway Pundit, I believe. Or is it? No, BBC News. Excuse me. Okay, a city-appointed panel also suggests guaranteed annual incomes of 97, well, I'd like to make $97,000 a year for qualifying recipients. For doing what? Doesn't say. I guess they get it for just, you know, being black or being uh, Hispanic. Well, you you can't commit violent crimes if you get the cash, my friend. Oh, yeah, see, there's your solution. You know, the solution is always uh, worse than the problem, right? (laughs) So, man, yeah, because you're, you're allowed right. to commit crimes because this, you know, you need to be able to feed yourself. But we'll give you money as long as you don't commit crimes. We'll just, you know, you just be able to kick back and couch surf and hang out and have a good time and play the pimped out Xbox and have a marvelous time uh, promoting all kinds of perverted agendas. Uh, no problem. You could just run around with too much time on your hands and as an idle citizen, uh, become the devil's workshop. No problem, sir. Uh, just don't commit any violent crimes or you'll lose your money. Okay. Yeah, I mean, as ridiculous as that may sound, Sam, a lot of people in their desperation will be willing to resort to such approaches because, you know, they'll be at their wits' ends. You know, what else? Do you have a better idea? Yeah, I got a better idea. How about we keep the Ten Commandments? You want to talk about how socialism, and that's what it is, you know, they're just various uh, forms of socialism. They're all theft. But not only that, I've identified one, two, three, four, five, six violations of God's laws by implementing. We're going to talk about it, and we're going to talk about the incredible question that uh, was asked by Mr. Casey. Why do we have a corrupt culture and a collapsing civilization? We'll talk about it in seconds with Chris Carlson on your radio. Former Sheriff Richard Mack recounts in his book the proper role of law enforcement, how he came to realize while working as a beat cop how wrong the all-too-common orientation of police officers is when they think of their job as being to write tickets and arrest people. Richard Mack tells of his personal transformation from by-the-number cop to constitution-conscious defender of citizen safety and freedoms. Learn what it really means to serve and protect. Purchase your copy at CSPOA.org. That's CSPOA.org. Do you know what is great about America? Ask an immigrant. 
Ask an Immigrant is a new podcast dedicated to helping Americans, especially our youth, value, appreciate, and be grateful for the freedoms we have here in America. Join host Lydia Wallace-Nuttle as she interviews immigrants from around the world to discover their inspiring personal stories about why they came to America. To learn more about why America is the most prosperous, greatest country in the world, download the Loving Liberty app or go to lovingliberty.net. Why does the left lie constantly? Because they get spiritual power from lying. The lies come from Satan, the father of lies. John 8:44. Here's how the political lying process works. Satan provides the beast with a lie. Then the more they use the lie, the more spiritual power they get. Look, the media is a lie multiplier, and this multiplication gives more evil spiritual power to the beast. And that can overwhelm and even deceive the body of Christ, especially when the body is being disobedient to the head. The churches today are incorporated, so they're subordinate to human government. They obey the beast and do nothing to restore our national relationship with God. And the government shall be on his shoulders, Isaiah 9, 6. That verse is not for the present-day church. Rather, it is for the end-time church, the body of the line of Judah. A message from Christ Kingdom Ministries. Why do we have a corrupt culture and a collapsing civilization, Chris? Okay, good good question. I'm going to answer that in two or three sentences here. Doug Casey says, but this type of thing happens not because they're poor, black, or they aren't there or there aren't enough police, but because people no longer have a sense of right and wrong. The police are loath to stop them for fear of being called racist. And I add to that, and this is my comment, the churches are just as afraid and for the same reason. The churches, including the church to which I belong, Sam, is afraid to condemn these developments in these major cities. And a lot of these churches are in the more settled areas, like here in Utah. We don't have those issues yet. But do you think that the the churches are going to start waking up if the stores that are in their neighborhoods um, are ransacked? I hope we don't wait that long, but I got a feeling that that's going to have, have to happen. And they don't want to, uh, in these, these mobs that, that ransack these stores, they call them flash mobs um, because they, they, they work in groups. I guess they, they do that because it, it gives the police a sense of, that they're overwhelmed and they don't want to you know, get involved. But the churches are not speaking out, and I have a lot to say about that, Sam, um, but look, before I do, well, no, let's not talk about about that. I, I mentioned. Well, let's, that, let's um, do this. Let's socialism. highlight the reality let's of these do... Ten Commandments that you mentioned, though, because really, our separation from okay. the Ten Commandments as a moral code is really the problem. Individually, as a family point of view, yes. and societally, societally speaking, as well, Chris. Okay, let, let's do that. Okay, socialism is a repudiation of every principle of Christianity. It is a violation of six of the Ten Commandments. So let's start with commandment number one. I am the Lord thy God, which have brought thee out of the land of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. Thou shalt have no other gods before me. Now let's, let's go back to the fact that God has brought the children of Israel out of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. So he is the great deliverer. And he can deliver us from poverty. He can deliver us from chaos. He can deliver us 
from the social and economic morass that we are rapidly sinking into. But are Christians turning to God for solutions? Many of them are, Sam, but sadly, many of them are looking to government for solutions. And if you look to government for solutions, you're going to get the same solutions that have been provided for the last 50 years on the, on, on these issues. You know, just throw more money at the issues. Just give them more concessions. Give them more entitlements. They'll, they'll be content. No, you cannot appease evil. Provoke, you know, promote that's true, more it? dishonest perversions, Chris. That's what they want to do. That's their answer. All you got to do is promote more government control. Yep. More tyranny, less liberty, more mandates, uh, more victimizations. Uh, that supposedly will solve the problem. And, and you look at that and you say, you know, of all the insults to injury over the last couple of years, they've now added to the gay, lesbian, bisexual, transgender agenda, the transgender idea to where you can't even debate what a man or a woman is now. You can't even articulate what it is no, and sir. have people understand or agree with you, acknowledge uh, the scientific XXXY discussion, right? Nope, unless you're a biologist, of course. <laughs> well, then you're Not kind of, of allowed those. Maybe to. we should all go back to college and get biology degrees, and then we can figure that out. <laughs> well, but see, the problem, um, folks, is anyway. the truth, and this is uh, the truth that we need to stand on. Scientifically, it is not debatable. There is a binary. There's male and female. It is not debatable, Chris. Yep. And if we look to God, I mean, God is, I guess, you know, he makes those distinctions. Um, and if, if we're not content or satisfied with what God has decreed, uh, we're rebelling against God if we think that we should have been born a woman when we're a man or, or vice versa. And it, it is a form of idolatry. It is a form of rebellion against divine authority. And I don't think God takes too kindly to people who rebel against him after all that he has given us. He asked in the second commandment, thou shalt make no uh, make unto thee any graven images or any likeness of anything that is in heaven above or that is in earth beneath or that in the water under the earth. In other words, do not engage in idolatry. And that's exactly what we're doing. You know, when we put our trust in anything but the creator of this universe, who is God, the creator of our very bodies and our ability to breathe and to move about, you know, that is a, a slap in the face of our heavenly father who loves us very much and would, would very much like us to be happy, but when we rebel against him, he does not have a choice but to withdraw his spirit from us. And we, as we rebel more and more, his spirit is withdrawn more and more, and eventually we get turned over to the buffetings of Satan. And if we, as a nation in general, uh, find ourselves in that situation, we will go the way of all of the other civilizations that have preceded us. Um, the uh, the Greek civiliz the great uh, Greek civilizations, the great Assyrian civilizations, the, the Roman Empire, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but we don't seem to learn from history. Let's continue on these commandments, Sam. Thou shalt not kill. Okay, I know socialism uh, on paper is not murderous, but in practice it always has been. You look at uh, the Stalinist socialist regime and uh, the, the uh, USSR, he killed millions of innocent people. And here's the, the reason, the Chris. Liberty requires patience and kindness and love and influence and long-suffering. And, okay, tyranny requires force. And so in order to get socialism yes. and or communism or any of these roads that lead straight to hell, you have got to have the element of force. Now, socialism just says we're not going to focus on the element of force. 
We're going to have force behind the scenes, but pretend it's peaceful and by choice. Communism says we're going to double down and do it more by force in your face. It's not really any different in the ideology in the end. It's just a difference of how you deliver it. Am I in your face about it or gentle and kind as I lead you uh, straight to hell and tyranny? Okay, but force is always the element of anybody or anything that doesn't promote liberty or God. Anything else will end up in force because they have no other way. Mm -hmm. Because intuitively the human spirit knows that socialism is just uh, a disguised form of theft. And, you know, we... Uh, naturally, based on uh, uh, righteous indignation, rebel against such uh, forms of tyranny against the human species. So yeah, uh, death and destruction automatically follow socialism wherever it is implemented, as you pointed out, Sam. Thou shalt not steal. I don't think I need to articulate a whole lot on this uh, commandment. Uh, Socialism is just a legalized form of stealing. Uh, even though it's by the government, and even though that government may be democratically elected, it doesn't matter. Stealing is stealing. You know, don't try to to hide behind democracy and say, well, this is a democratically elected government. They have the right to do whatever the will of the people dictates. Number five, thou shalt not bear false witness against thy neighbor. The whole concept of socialism is a lie to suggest that one group of people is entitled to another group of people's money because one group of people chooses to be lazy and indolent while another group of people chooses to be um, hardworking and uh, thrifty. Yeah, that's bearing false witness. That is a lie. Number six, thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's house. Thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife, nor his manservant, nor his maidservant, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Socialism is supported from the grassroots level by covetousness. Somebody decides that they want something that they're not willing to make the sacrifices or hard work to acquire. So they're going to elect a government that will do that on their behalf because of. Yeah, and oftentimes, oftentimes it's kind of like the chicken or the egg on this principle, Chris, because on one hand, you know, you want to work for stuff. And those who want socialism or those who don't want to work for things want to use to pull the lever of government to take it. But oftentimes people can't have the fruits of their labors and have things because the government prohibits it. Right now, 50 percent of my income and, and yours and everybody else's literally goes to government taxes so they can go ahead and make more rules, making it even harder. So it's kind of like the chicken and the egg when it comes to that. Government's the the. The problem, not the solution, but because of government, we create a bigger problem. Then people go to government, try to create the solution, creating a bigger problem. And we go round and round and round that horn. Tell me about Snowball, Chris. Oh, the total socialist. We provide everything for him, and that's my fault. <laughs> um, I got to keep feeding them the greenies. I don't know if, you, if you've never had a dog. You don't know what greenies are. They're expensive treats that we have to keep feeding them. And when he barks, he knows. No, it. you don't. Um, more often than not, I, I, I got to give him a greenie. No, you don't. You don't have <laughs> to yeah, do that at all. Yeah, we have socialists living amongst them. <laughs> I know. You, you realize yeah, you don't know. have to do I mean, that at all, right? Maybe I wouldn't make a very good leader then, would I? I would just succumb to the uh, expectations of my people, whether good or evil. <laughs> Yeah, you can't have that. I know. Stand on things. You got to say, listen, you know what? This is the way it works around here, and here's why. Uh, But nevertheless, though, this highlights a a real socialism principle, right? 
Oh, no, yeah, it's a very good illustration of, of the very principle that we've been discussing for the last five minutes, Sam. I appreciate you bringing that up making me feel guilty about that. So <laughs> maybe I need to reform just as much as the rest of this nation. Well, so, um, so let's talk about it. The, the, the dog demands something and has a bad behavior, illustrating the bad behavior to get what the dog wants, right? This is no different than children. Yes. Okay, parents cave into their children, give them whatever they want. When the kid throws a temper tantrum, kid gets a lollipop or a popsicle uh, or whatever. Politicians run and say, I'll give you candy if you elect me, Chris. Uh, this is no different in government yeah. or, or anything else. It's not uh, attacking you. It's just a fundamental principle that your illustration highlights, right? Absolutely. Can't argue with you on that point, Sam. I stand corrected. I will repent. <laughs> Um, but but it's we'll important see. to understand that we we'll cannot see. let bad behavior breed the results that it wants because it will do nothing but increase and get worse well, and become so demanding that we can't eventually stop it. It feeds upon itself, right? Well, and we're, we're seeing that very phenomenon being unfolded in these major cities where people have been convinced that because of the color of their skin, they've been denied certain privileges in society. And, uh, you know, the more they believe that and the more destructive behavior they get away with, the more they are reinforced with that lie and that distortion of reality. And we had better be very careful. And you would think, Sam, and I want to get into this really deeply, you would think that the Christian churches would stand up and defense that position that I just articulated, but they are not. They are not. And it's just mind-boggling that they are not because as a religious if I'm not a religious leader but if I were that would be the first order of business let's get society in order before we talk about you know how much Jesus and God loves us and he forgives us of our sins and you know everybody has equal worth and all those things are true but they don't happen to be um, very practical in a chaotic scenario that we are vastly uh, bringing upon society. We need to get the foundational elements in order before we can talk about the fuzzy-wuzzy stuff. This is and a two-hour special broadcast with Chris Carlson, ladies and gentlemen. Listen up. We've highlighted the problem in America very well with Doug Casey's incredible article. All right, socialism is a repudiation. Communism is a repudiation of every principle of Christianity. And you know what? We, the people, are going along with these socialist, communist, tyrannical agendas. Why do we have a corrupt culture and a collapsing civilization? Because we're turning away from God. The answer is to repent and turn to God, right? We'll talk about doing that. There's a man leading this effort that you might want to hear about across the country with an opportunity for you to get involved. This is Liberty Roundtable Live. Chris Carlson, Sam Bushman. God save the Republic of the United States of America. Broadcasting live from atop the Rocky Mountains, the crossroads of the West, you are listening to the Liberty Roundtable Radio Talk radio Show. Talk show. Live and on your radio, ladies and gentlemen, Sam Bushman, Chris Carlson, two-hour hard-hitting bonanza. You turn against God and it all goes south. 
You promote God, family, and country, and things go well. This is Liberty Roundtable Live for April 29th in the year of our Lord, 2023. The goal always to protect life, liberty, and property and to promote God, family, and country on your radio. Right before the break, we were talking about Chris Carlson's dog. What is the name? Snowball? Snowball. Mm -hmm. Snowball has learned this trick that, hey, man, family will cave if I behave badly. Give me a treat and give it to me now. That's right. doing the same um, thing, Chris. (laughs) Yeah, in spades. In spades, in the major cities. And it's going to come to the smaller cities and the smaller towns eventually. Because they're gonna they're closing down Walmart, they're closing down other retail outlets, Target, and some of these major cities. These people won't have any places to ransack. They have to come to a city near you. And the religious leaders, um, including members of my own church, are not addressing the issue. It's a uh, deafening silence. And I was going to talk about a conference we just had, and I know Lowell. Nelson talks about it, and and there's a lot of good material that they talk about. They address the membership of the church. It's called General Conference. And I'll give you a list of things uh, that they did not talk about, which to me was disappointing. Uh, They did not talk about the growing plagues of transgenderism or gender dysphoria, homosexuality, occultism, which is growing in society, pedophilia, Sex trafficking, especially over the Mexican border, government conspiracy, anti-Christian hate crimes, Christian genocide, and I name a bunch of nations where there are literally Christian genocides occurring, the Sudan, Syria, Sri Lanka, Palestine. I don't want to give you a comprehensive list. It would take a long time. And the general trend towards soul-destroying socialism. And soul-destroying are words that the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints used to use to describe socialism because it does destroy people's souls because it creates a perverted and distorted sense of reality. I checked my church's website for direction on these existential issues, Sam. Nothing. Why are the churches not addressing these major um, economic and social changing issues that we're going to have to start grappling with? And we, we, we should now nip it in the bud before it gets out of hand. Why are the churches not responding to these issues? At least not mine. Can you tell me, Sam? No, I can't. Um, it's frustrating. I mean, even on you think that, well, maybe on their website, you know, they have some direction because they're members of all Christian sects whose children are saying, mommy, I know I was born a boy, but I think I'm a girl. The people at, at my school, the, my teachers and administrative staff, they, they think that I'm a girl when I'm, you know, they're really a biological boy or vice versa. I mean, these are issues that Christian families are beginning to grapple with, and I don't see any direction from the leadership of the Christian churches. Now, I'm sure that there are some exceptions somewhere in this country, but in my neck of the woods here in central Utah, they are not forthcoming. 
And I've heard people express some frustration, and I think it's going to get worse and worse as the trend begins to develop and become worse and worse. Do you think that then they will wait until it becomes so obvious that they can't ignore it to address the situation? And why the fear? Are we, are we seeing the fear of man overcoming the fear of God? Because God certainly doesn't approve of these trends, and God would certainly like us to at least raise our voices against it. Is, is there uh, so much fear of being maybe the 501c3 status of these churches being revoked if we speak out against them? Would that have something to do with this? I think all of those things have a lot to do with it. And I'm going to speak out against it. I'm not going to uh, fear man more than God because I know that someday that I will not be judged by man, but I will be judged by God for my actions here on this earth. And if they yeah, are I think not, sadly, the uh, reality, Chris, right. is there's a lot of different reasons that these churches aren't standing up. I think 501c3s are part of it. Uh, I think that society has become so corrupt and so evil uh, that the Lord is silencing people's speech on these matters. Oftentimes, you know, there's a, a time when the Lord gives us a chance to repent. And then there's a time when culture and society becomes so wicked that it doesn't help to speak out. It just gets people in harm's ways. In other words, at some point when you go too far, the judgment of God is imminent. And I think we're almost, if not already, to that point to where, look, um, you can't do what we're doing and not have the repercussions. And so sometimes prophets of God go look in the Bible for guidance on this. But sometimes prophets, you know, pray for famine, plead with God to punish us. Not to be mean to us, not to be evil, but to stir us up in remembrance of our God. And so oftentimes, um, sometimes the, the answer is not always public. Sometimes it is, but it's an individual stand. Look at Daniel of the Bible, Chris. Yeah, that's a, that's a good example. Let's, let's talk about Daniel in the Bible. You know, he defied government authority. People fail to recognize that. You know, and there, there's a, um, I guess it's Romans 13, that if you read it from beginning to end, Sam, you would think, oh, wow, God wants us to obey government uh, blindly and without question. I don't believe that for a second. Um, Dan, let's, let's talk about Dan, continue on that thread. Uh, in defiance of the king's decree not to pray to any gods but himself, the, the kings often considered themselves gods, so this would be Nebuchadnezzar. Um, I ask, where is that spirit of defiance of authority today? Because Daniel, let me read the scripture. This is in Daniel uh, chapter 3. I can't remember the verse. He's, it says, Daniel went into his house, and his window being open in his chamber toward Jerusalem, he kneeled upon his knees three times a day and prayed and gave thanks to God um, as he did aforetime, unquote. And, uh, you know, we've got children literally mu being mutilated, having their genitalia chopped off. And Daniel was just praying. He, he, I mean, it was just a decree. You cannot pray to anybody but King Nebuchadnezzar. And, and, and he defied that order as, as simple and as, you know, unobtrusive of his faith as that may have seemed. He defied it because of the principle. We've got children having their genitalia cut off, and we're not crying out against it. You know, how do we look in comparison? 
I mean, that's abominable, Sam. We're just sitting idly by and letting these mutilations occur to our little children, the most innocent among us. I mean, that's almost as worse as abortion. I mean, they have to live with that decision that, you know, minors, they can't make decisions on their own. We as adults and as uh, adult society in general are uh, abrogating our responsibility to protect the most innocent among us. And we don't have the courage to even say something, let alone do something about it. Come on, Sam. We are a very degenerate and worthless society if we can't protect the most innocent among us. Um, So, you know, forget about, you know, obeying the laws of the land because a lot of the city ordinances and the state laws and and pretty soon federal laws are going to be upholding these abominable uh, ritualistic uh, idolatrous practices. And we need to cry out as Christians, it is our responsibility. And let me give you... Over the break, Sam, I know our audience couldn't hear that. We were talking about the fact that there are certain elements in society through all generations of society that will deviate from God's principles. That is just part of the test that we are given here as Christians in this mortal probationary period. That That's for us to decide whether or not we're going to uh, nip it in the bud before it gets out of control. Then I'll give you an anecdote that kind of illustrates the principle. So I, you, we're talking about Snowball. When he was younger, I accidentally left the chicken cage open. I had little chickens. They're called pullets. They're about the somewhere. They're between the chick stage and the adult stage. And he got in, and like a flash mob, within seconds, he was able to kill one of my chickens. Now previously, I had not tried to train the ball not to kill chickens. Well, was it that I not? Was that Snowball's fault? Or was that my fault that I accidentally left the gate open? That was my fault. I would clearly and say he, it was your fault. Like Chris. I said, Sorry, I was muted. I, I, I don't believe that the dog really knows better. The dog is doing naturally what it's, you know, what it does. You know, we're in a dog eat dog world, pardon the pun. Um, we're in a situation where, you know, we're yeah. fallen. Okay, that's part of mortality. That's part of the experiences. And it's it's our nature, uh, to if we follow the natural man, to do similar things, right? Uh, but yet, if we turn to God, mm-hmm. if we repent, as we take advantage of the offer Jesus Christ has made to each one of us, then we can throw off the natural man and turn to God Almighty and repent and change and not be hostile, not be predatory, but be gentle and kind and and this is the quintessential mm-hmm. discussion. Yeah. Having said that, there will always be certain elements of society that will rebel. And we'll talk about what we as Christians need to do in response to that. Roger that. You are listening to Chris Carlson and Sam Bushman on the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. for Moral Law is a nonprofit legal foundation committed to protecting our unalienable right to publicly acknowledge God. The Foundation for Moral Law exists to restore the knowledge of God in law and government and to acknowledge and defend the truth that man is endowed with rights not by our fellow man, but by God. The foundation maintains a twofold focus. First, litigation within state and federal courts. Second, education 
conducting seminars to teach the necessity and importance of acknowledging God in law and government. How can you help? Please make a tax-deductible contribution, allowing foundation attorneys to continue the fight. You may also purchase various foundation products as well at morallaw.org. Located in Montgomery, Alabama, the Foundation for Moral Law is a nonprofit, tax-exempt 501c3 founded by Judge Roy Moore. Please partner with us to achieve this important mission, morallaw.org. In Message 1, we said that Satan, the father of lies, John 8:44, gave the left evil, spiritual power the more they used the lies. The political left today is the beast. Now the Bible confirms that the dragon gave him, the beast, his power. Revelation 13, 2. The extra evil spiritual power that comes from the beast by their lying is what accounts for the string of the leftist criminals in the government that have never yet been prosecuted. It also explains why American capitalists support communism in the 21st century. Note 1. That behavior of capitalists was predicted by Vladimir Lenin, a cell of the beast. Note 2. Henry Ford was a capitalist, and he would have never gone communist. The difference between Ford and the present day end-time capitalists is that Ford was born and educated in the Kingdom of Christ, 19th century America, the New Jerusalem, Revelation 21. Our solutions, ladies and gentlemen, Chris. Yeah, to continue on that thread that we left off on during the last segment, there will always be elements. It doesn't matter in the last 6,000 year history of human existence, there will always be elements in society uh, that will be murderous, that will be thieving, that will rebel against the principles of uh, Christianity. Um, the the responsibility lies on the shoulders of the Christian community, and I know Christianity has only been around for 2,000 of those 6,000 years, but uh, divine religion, you know, the direction of God in our lives have been around for 6,000. It's the responsibility of that more seeming, well, we would hope, more responsible element of society to prevent those abuses from being perpetrated. And I see um, nowadays the Christian community in the United States, and we've often talked about it's somewhere between 75 and 80% of us claim to be Christians. It's our responsibility to put an end to those trends, and we're failing. And I think it's out of fear of man. And we think that if we ignore it somehow or appease it or, you know, we're doing everything but you know, coming out uh, clearly and uh, unequivocally against these trends as being ungodly and destructive to the future and existence to the, of the very church, you know, the Christian church. And I say, why the silence? Why are we so afraid of offending our enemies that we would rather offend God? Because I guarantee you, God is very offended by these trends. One of the reasons that I joined the church that I joined, Sam, is because I felt that they had answers to all of life's important questions. I'm starting to doubt that at this point, and I don't like it. I don't want to be in a position where I have to doubt the church that I have more testimony to be 
uh, God's church <clears throat> and per, having uh, provided all the answers to life's important questions. Yeah, and remember this, though, you, the gospel, gonna... remember this, the gospel of Jesus Christ is true. Okay, that's that's a reality. And that's something that you can count on in your relationship with your Savior, Jesus Christ. It should be the most critical relationship in your life, more than your spouse, more than your dog, more than anything. Right. And if we get that intact, we can hold to that. Uh-huh. Remember that the, the, the gospel is true. Uh, the people may not be. The people may make yeah. mistakes, may do things that, well, you know what, set all that aside because you should have your relationship with Jesus Christ, sir. And I do. And okay, so I, yeah, I don't want people to panic thinking, oh, Chris is losing his testimony of the gospel of Jesus Christ. I'm not. I never will. I know the Bible to be the word of God, and it guides and directs us in the ways we should go. I'm more concerned, Sam, about other members of my congregation that may not be as firmly founded in uh, gospel soil. Well, and that's um, why this broadcast I, exists, Chris, to teach people about God, family, and country about protecting life, liberty, and property. You know, we don't uh, aim to replace prophets. We're not claiming we're prophets, but we do hope to advocate for the principles that set men free. We hope to not seek for power, but to seek to pull it down. We hope to educate about the checks and balances, about the principles of civility, about the ways to focus on principle and stand. Let our statements be yay, yay, and nay, nay. Yay, yay for things that are right and good and honorable and nay, nay for things that are evil and wrong and, and, and a betrayal, right? Let our uh, messages be very, very clear. That's why this whole show exists, Chris. Yes. Yes, and I realize, and I've been, I've been kind of reprimanded in my church for uh, making a stand on principles that I would hope and I would think that the leadership of the church would stand on, but they haven't. Yeah, so, so don't I'm cast your pearls before swine, my friend. Issues. Yeah, I know. And Joel Skousen would say the same thing. I realize that. And, and yeah, so like that, that's why maybe, maybe I should become. That's why in my day-to-day life, believe it or not, I don't talk about politics a lot. I have a lot of friends that I disagree with on a lot of points. Uh, politically, whenever I bring things up, even to my family and horde to society at large, they just melt down. It divides. It doesn't. So what I do is I just simply teach the principles on the radio two hours a day, six days a week. Then, of course, I publicly speak and travel and work on that. Um And my response to anybody is, if you want to learn what I say on these topics, you know where to go. You know where to find me, right? Hmm. And if you don't want to listen to that, you don't pay attention to me, then don't. That's up to you. But it's available for all mankind. It's available every day, six days a week on the Sabbath. We encourage you to rest. And if you don't want to seek that out, you don't want to hear what I have to say about those things, then you don't. And so I don't cast my pearls before swine. Then I don't uh, intend to force my agenda or my beliefs on anybody. The road yep. we're headed no, down, right. ladies and, and gentlemen, if we're not very careful, will end in the destruction of families and Christian churches. Let's make no mistake about that. But there are three pillars of Christian virtue that can guide yes. our very lives, Chris. Yep. So the three pillars of Christian virtue, and I think all other um, sub-virtues fall under these three major categories. It's humility. Number one, number two, self-discipline, and number three, social courage. And social courage is the one that I feel is most lacking today. There are a lot of Christians that are very disciplined. They, they live the commandments. Uh, they stay morally clean. They, they do everything right. But when it comes to standing up for 
uh, or against, I would say, some of these destructive trends, uh, they're afraid to speak out. And I would like to give an anecdote, um, give kudos to my brother. There's there's a little anecdote that uh, I'd like to share that illustrates how people can be courageous in in the face of opposition. So he he shared with me a story about when he went up. He lives in Iowa. He went up to Des Moines, I think, and to protest a drag queen story time. And to his unpleasant surprise, guess who he discovered was there promoting the event. <laughs> He was not prepared for this. His son and daughter-in-law were actually there promoting the event. He followed through with the protest, undeterred by the fact that he was in opposition to his very son and daughter-in-law, Sam. Right is right, no matter who we offend by standing up for it. And I want to commend my my brother, Scott Carlson, for being uh, courageous enough to do the right thing. Uh, As far as I know, his relationship with his son and daughter-in-law are just as they were before that incident occurred, and that's good. But he, he did the right thing. And I think more people in the Christian community need to do that. And just to, to establish um, as a moral principle what is right and what is not right. Because there are people out there, they're grappling for the truth, yet they have fears that you know maybe they're the only ones. And when they see people like my brother Scott doing the right thing, that encourages them, and then they can develop the, devote themselves more fully uh, to defending that cause or opposing that evil cause. So, anyway, did you want to talk about Tucker Carlson before? Uh, yeah, we, we've, the we've end got of this segment? we've got time though. I want to I kind of want to focus a little bit more on these three Christian principles though of Christian virtue that you mentioned: virtue, uh, humility self-discipline and social courage you mentioned social courage and how we lack so much of that i believe a lot of people have some self-discipline but you know what we've kind of fallen in the self-discipline category as well what we believe as christians is you know what the bible teaches things but you know what for me those things really don't apply totally you know what if i just move in with a girl and i'm not married to her and we have sexual relations and we live together. It's not really a problem. It's kind of like trying out the car before you buy it, you know? And and we fall into these lies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not really stealing, even though I use government as my gun to steal from others. I'm not really stealing. I'm I'm the good guy here. It's just society. I can't help it. Or And we con ourselves into these. But you know what? The Sabbath day to keep it holy. I mean, I keep it holy, but I do go to sports games and out to eat and it's a normal shopping i mean look i don't have enough days off as it is and we back ourselves into these justifications that i believe kind of violate the self-discipline principle and i'm not here to attack anybody over that i am here to remind you though it's important that we really think through that in our lives do we keep the sabbath day holy is the sabbath day a delight personally and as a family do we make sacrifices on that day different from a normal day to have a covenant with god in other words, a, a commitment, a covenant with him in these three pillars of Christian virtue. You know, let's talk about humility. Do we have enough humility for the self-discipline we're talking about and for the social courage? And so I, I don't mean to spend forever on this, but I really want people to understand. I think oftentimes we deceive ourselves into how valiant we really are. And I think we need to be very careful to say, do I keep the Sabbath day holy? Do I honor my mother and my father? That means not only to their face, but that means in our own lives. Do I covet my neighbor? Do I wish for things that I ought not? Do I trust God in my life? And do I have faith in miracles? Do I believe in miracles? Do I 
Okay, all this stuff comes to mind as we talk about that. And this very issue is why Joel Skousen, Sam Bushman, and others believe that Tucker got fired. We'll talk about that in seconds because you are listening to the one and only Liberty Roundtable Live. Pursuing Liberty, using the Constitution as our guide. You're listening to Liberty News Radio. USA News, I'm Jeremy Scott, and then there were three. There is word now that U.S. regulators will take over First Republic Bank. Reuters reports the FDIC will place the troubled bank under receivership imminently. According to the news agency, a source familiar with the matter said the regulator feels there isn't any more time for a rescue of the bank through the private sector. First Republic shares sank more than 40% on Friday, making it the biggest loser of the session on the stock market. This would be the third bank failure this year after the collapse of Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank in March. I'm Karen Sloan. Lawmakers may have a bit more time to come to an agreement on raising the debt ceiling and avoiding a default. A new report by Goldman Sachs and Oxford Economics says a sudden acceleration in tax revenue has reduced the likelihood that the Treasury Department could default on the nation's debt as soon as June. Democrats and Republicans are at odds over legislation to raise the borrowing limit. Army pilots across the U.S. have been grounded after two recent helicopter crashes killed 12 of their own. Army Chief of Staff James McConville grounding all pilots not involved in critical missions until the required training is complete. Three soldiers died on Thursday in Alaska. Nine others died last month in Kentucky. Florida lawmakers are changing the state's resign-to-run law ahead of a possible presidential campaign for Governor Ron DeSantis. The Florida State House voted Friday in favor of amending the law to allow elected officials in Florida to run for president or vice president without having to resign. The change comes after reports this week that DeSantis could launch his presidential campaign as soon as May. The governor has yet to confirm he's entering the race, but he's already being targeted by former president and potential Republican president primary opponent, Donald Trump. I'm Ryan Daniels. This is USA News. Let's see, if something costs less, but people are happier with it, that sounds like something to look into, and that's MediShare. Maybe you've heard switching to MediShare to pay for health care can save the typical family 500 bucks a month, and that's huge, but it's also true that people are way more satisfied after making the switch, too. The customer satisfaction rate for MediShare is double that of the typical health insurance plan. Double. MediShare works. It's been around for more than a quarter century, and members have shared more than $3 billion of each other's bills. People love having telehealth and a huge nationwide PPO network. So, yeah, you can save a ton and like it better. Imagine being happy with how you're taking care of your health care. So if you're self-employed or part of the gig economy or you just want a plan you're happy with, you can call right now and get a price within two minutes. Very, very smart use of two minutes. Here's the number you need, 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-BIBLE, 833-34-BIBLE. Promoting God, family, and country. You are listening to Liberty Roundtable Radio. Okay, welcome back to Liberty Roundtable Live. 
with Sam Bushman and Chris Carlson. We've talked a lot about morality, and let's talk in that context. Let's talk about Tucker Carlson, because I believe Tucker Carlson to be a fairly moral person. He has his flaws, and Jill Skousen points those out. But, you know, as far as Fox News standards are concerned, he was head and shoulders above anybody else on that network. And, you know, it stands to reason that he would be fired, and he was fired. I think it was last Monday they made the announcement. And uh, Fox News stock dropped 5% initially, but by the end of the day, it was up to 3%, which is a very, very significant fall in their ratings. Why would they do that? And I think Rupert Murdoch had personal reasons for that. You have to realize uh, Rupert Murdoch is a Zionist Jew. He does not like Christianity. And um, Tucker Carlson was very fond of uh, talking about Christianity. Not a whole lot. Not as much as Sam and I talk about it because that is the foundation of our very existence. But Joel Skousen chimes in. He says, yes, uh, Tucker Carlson did do a lot of things that were conservative, but a lot of his speech was uh, very guarded. He never went into conspiracy. Um, In fact, Fox would probably have fired him a long time ago the moment he started talking about government conspiracy or the you know how the IRS is a private organization that uh, is unconstitutional or the uh, Federal Reserve System and how destructive that is and how that's legalized theft and counterfeiting those issues uh, I believe that Tucker Carlson knew that he was not allowed to talk about so in a sense he was controlled although he did push the boundaries Um, Joel Skousen says uh, the, the fact that he did push these boundaries uh, raised the ire of the establishment of Fox News further than anyone else. When the conclusions clearly pointed that way, in his furthest forays, he always stopped short of saying the C word. Again, conspiracy. We may never know all the reasons for firing Carlson, but it certainly wasn't to silence him. And he, um, Joel Skousen goes on to say that he will... Uh, Most likely work for uh, a major media outlet like The Blaze or One America News. Um, But he did say a lot of things that I'll I'll admit, Sam, um, were very cutting edge. For example, uh, and this is Robert F. Kennedy, and I'll just read his quote. Uh, Robert F. Kennedy uh, praises Tucker Carlson for on April 19th, having a monologue where he broke TV's two biggest rules. Number one, Tucker told the truth about how greedy pharma advertisers controlled TV news content, and that is true. And number two, he lambasted obsequious newscasters for promoting jabs they knew to be lethal and worthless. Now, I don't believe that most newscasters realize that the COVID-19 jabs are lethal and worthless. I think that they're just as brainwashed as the general public, most of them. Um, but you're right. I mean, he did cross a red line when he talked about the COVID-19 jabs. Um, and I think that has a lot to do with the fact that he, he got fired. Um, Joel Skousen, in commentary to what Robert F. Kennedy said about Tucker Carlson, said, yes, Big Pharma is the biggest advertiser on TV. And they do that purposely, Sam. And I, th- Sam, and I know you know that. And it's designed so that it gives a disincentive for newscasters to talk ill about them. But apparently it didn't work with um, 
Tucker Carlson, um, he went ahead and crossed that red line. Joel Skousen goes on to say they do uh, weld a, a they do wield a lot of power, but don't think that uh, that alone was anything close to the real reason. I think it was ultimately a combination of number one antagonism between Carlson and America's top conservative com- commentators, and number two, the producers who wanted more thinly veiled globalist content that Fox News wanted to peddle. And then in addition to that, he says he believes that it was Carlson's raw criticism of the executives at at Fox in private. Apparently, he criticized um, the leadership of Fox News in private. And my commentary to that is never say anything vocally that you would not want to be published or or reported on the news. Yeah, and I'm convinced convinced the reason Tucker got got axed is one thing is he, he, um, he would never talk about conspiracy, really. And as a result, that's what protected him for so long, okay? But I believe that it was his willingness to talk about God. He would encourage people openly Mm -hmm. to pray, Chris. He would tell people, look, this isn't a battle of politics. This is a battle, the forces of evil against good, okay? He would highlight this moral reality, and then he would encourage people to pray. And I believe that that focus on God is the problem. See, the communist conspiracy really needs to jettison God. Okay, we've got to become completely godless for communism to thrive. And and so I'm convinced that Tucker talked about God. Now, let me give you some quick stories that illustrate this point. I've told this story many times, and you know it, Chris. I was offered a big gig with radio, plenty of money, Mm -hmm. beyond several hundred radio stations back in the day. This is years and years ago. And the guy said, Sam, you got to quit talking about God, though. You know what? You know, you can mention him on occasion. You know, you can say God bless you to somebody if they sneeze or whatever. You can, but you can't talk about God anymore. And I just said, sir, you know what? Uh, if God's out, I'm out. Forget it. And he said, you know, I'm going to give you time to think about it, Sam, because this is a real offer for you. And I said, there's no need to think. I'm done. I'm just telling you I'm not doing it. Okay. Anyway, long story short, then Tuck, um, I'm sorry, Glenn Beck eventually went from CNN to Fox and then eventually got fired from Fox. I don't know if you know, but Glenn Beck virtually tells you the same story that I told you just years later. Glenn Beck's late to the party, but I appreciate him joining the the ranks of truth tellers that that really tells. Hey, he was let go because he was too religiously focused. And I submit to you that Tucker Carlson is in the same boat. The godless conspiracy depends upon the leaders not talking about God, not pointing people to prayer, not pointing people to the reality of you got to turn to good and reject evil, and that there's a God in heaven, that there are ho- yeah. there's hope, there's answers, there's solutions, there's faith, there's miracles. You can't have that talk or the conspiracy of communism is DOA, dead on arrival, Chris. So anyway, all I'm telling you is I spoke out about yeah. that. Then, then Glenn Beck spoke out about it. Now Tucker Carlson hasn't told you why. But I submit to you that what protected him so long in his space was that he wouldn't confront the conspiracy and use the C word. And what took him down was focusing on God and prayer and family. And you have a decision and appealing to you to realize that you're a godly son and daughter of God. And you can have faith and you can pray and you can. OK, those are the those are the realities, Chris. No, you're right. And I commend you, Sam for rejecting an opportunity to become as big as maybe even Rush Limbaugh or Sean Hannity. I know you shared that story with me, and I commend you. Uh, You would rather be right before God than make a bunch of money. 
And I know you to have that type of character, and I commend you, and I'm grateful to be your friend. And, and I don't tell and you that, that to, to focus on me that I'm important. What I really want people to understand, though, is that's what the mainstream press does unless you are godless. Yes. They don't want you. And they'll tolerate a little bit from you exactly. to get ratings. But if you go very far and if you stand too solid consistently in that, that it starts to change people's hearts and minds, then it's over, buddy. Yeah. Well, and a, a, a lot of that, uh, Joel Skousen believes, has to do with what he said Friday evening, two days before his firing at the Heritage Foundation, their 50th anniversary uh, celebration, he spoke. And the Daily Mail says Joel Skousen had a scoop that Rupert Murdoch didn't like the conservative slash spiritual content of Carlson's monologues at the Heritage Foundation and how Murdoch even broke up with his fiancée because she was a fan of the show and shared Carlson's Christian perspective. So this is what the Daily, I'll just read about a paragraph or two of what the Daily Mail reported on that speech that he gave that Friday evening before his firing at the Heritage Foundation. Tucker Carlson may have been given the boot at Fox News over his emphasis on the importance of prayer and his suggestion that America is not presently afflicted by bad politics, but rather by the forces of evil. They don't like the whole forces of evil versus the forces of good dialogue. They they repudiate that. In fact, just as, as a little side note, my wife and I, I am ashamed to say, saw a movie last night where that phenomenon was addressed. And at the end of the movie, you got the impression that religions are are only there to promote violence and contention. And it really wasn't a feel-good movie to me. I hope um, other people, you know, felt the same way. But, you know, we're bombarded by this Well, you got to tell us what the movie is, Christian Chris. Come on, good. man. You can't tease us like that. you no, got to tell us what the movie is. And it had a deceptive title. Um, I'm not sure if I can quote it exactly. It had something like, um, I, I'm, well, this girl kept praying to God. <laughs> And at the end, she came to the conclusion that no religion was the best religion for her. It was like something, Margaret, uh, I'm speaking to you, God, or something. We'll talk about it. We're coming back. We've got solutions on your radio in the final segment as well, as always, on the one and only. That's the other problem. You can't promote solutions in the mainstream press. If they're real solutions, you're out. The spirit of the American West is live and well in Range Magazine the award-winning quarterly devoted to the issues affecting the American West. Each issue contains informative articles, breathtaking imagery, as well as the culture of cowboy spirit today, and gift ideas like the 2021 Real Buckaroo Calendar. Order online from rangemagazine.com. Loving Liberty Network salutes the spirit of the American West at rangemagazine.com. Decades after Jimmy Carter, Joe Biden picked up where he left off. With America surrendering to terrorists, Biden's foolish spending is causing inflation, which means more pain at the pump, higher prices on groceries, devaluing your retirement savings when you need it most. Once was a mistake, twice is a disaster. America needs strong leaders, not weak ones. Save America JFC is responsible for the content of this advertising. 
Small Business Tech Guys is a team of experts ready to assist you with any service relating to growing your business. Our team specializes in information and technology, social media, general consulting, and HR. We thrive on assisting startup entrepreneurs with growing their businesses. If it's small business, it's our cup of tea. To schedule your free discovery call today, consider sbtechguys.com. We keep an eye on tech so you don't have to. sbtechguys.com. Have you ever heard of Loving Liberty Ladies? Well, the Loving Liberty Ladies are here to help you learn our American heritage and the way it affects today's society. The Loving Liberty Ladies also have a discussion guide called Proclaim Liberty. And with this guide, you can start your own group in your hometown. Get yours today on our website at lovingliberty.net. Look for our lesson supplements too. They're free. To hear all the special offers and to join the fight for freedom and liberty, please go to lovingliberty.net. politicians, bureaucrats, and educrats, and all do-getters to please obey the supreme law of the land, the Constitution. This is Liberty Roundtable. Back with you live, the movie Chris is talking about, Are You There, God? It's me, Margaret. <laughs> I guess a review and an answer to prayer at the end of the day, she doesn't really believe religion matters. Uh, and the Jews and the Christians kind of argue over religious uh, whichever which religion is right and wrong and everything else. So they highlight the division. They promote sexual content. And a little girl uh, goes away basically not believing in God, really, because, hey, none of it's for her. Wow. So that's what they promote in the mainstream. We promote uh, on this broadcast things like The Chosen and other things. And is The Chosen perfect? Far from. But you know what? Uh, in my opinion, it leads people to Christ. Uh, and that's really what we try to do on this broadcast uh, as well, but I believe Chris Carlson was axed uh, because he stood up for spirituality. <laughs> Look, the forces of evil are at stake, and you got to pray, folks, and turn to God and repent. If Tucker talks about that too much, he's gone. If Glenn or Sam or anybody, they're gone if they talk mm -hmm. about that too much. Is the bottom line, Chris? Yeah, yeah, I appreciate you uh, mistaking me with Tucker, but that's a compliment. I'll take it as such. Oh, I don't know if you yeah. realize All you right. just did that. <laughs> I, wa I wasn't asked. I haven't been asked yet, but based on some of the comments I've made as a public school teacher, Sam, that may be coming <laughs> because yeah. I know the schools are, are some, even here in Utah, they are somewhat woke and they're getting worse. But, but we I've, have made, I've been criticized for comments. Yes, we have answers and solutions, though, that we focus on quite often, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we always bring up a problem on this radio program, but we never do it without a solution. Remember that. And that's one of the things that the mainstream press, one of the lines they won't cross either. One, they can't talk about the C word, conspiracies. Number two, they're not allowed to really d directly appeal to God Almighty, preach the word of God. They're not allowed to do that. And three, what they're not allowed to do, in my opinion, folks, is they're not about, they're not really able to provide many solutions. Oh, they can do the woes, me, and point out the problems till the cows come home. But when it comes to solutions, they can't do it. But there is one group that has been focused on solutions for 25-plus years. I've watched them from the very beginning. The owner is named Joseph Farah. They are dear friends of mine. They're good people. We don't agree on everything, but we agree on most things. And what we mostly agree on is their willingness to focus on solutions. WND.com is the reality, folks. And they do a great job. And Joseph Farah, the owner there just released a column 
And it says this, America needs the Ten Commandments again. Boy, howdy, is he spot on. Just imagine if Tucker said that. Joseph Farah announces new campaign to publicly post God's laws across America. Joseph Farah, WND.com. Before I get into the rest of this, Chris, do you want to speak to that? Think about that headline and that focus. Yeah. You know, we, I sound like a broken record when I say that 75 to 80% of us Americans are Christian. 75% of us could cite all 10 of the Ten Commandments. And that's a problem because most Christians I know, Sam, unfortunately, they don't know the laws that God has laid down for his people to obey. And if you don't know them, chances are you're probably not living them fully. So, yeah, I am very much in favor of promoting the knowledge and the compliance with the Ten Commandments. And anything that Joseph Fair and I used to listen to his World Net Daily radio show. I don't think he has a radio show anymore, but um, no, I appreciate he had a lot of the things that he's, he's been done suffering health-wise. But he's, but he's done some tremendous work. And I want to just tell you, he says, America needs the Ten Commandments, thus we're launching a campaign. Listen to what they plan. He says mm-hmm. this, we plan with the help of like-minded and like spirited partners to erect Ten Commandments billboards, hopefully a great many of them, around the country. America has turned from God and has forgotten right from wrong. It's like Chris Carlson and Joseph Farah are writing from the same playbook without even knowing it, folks. America has turned from God and has forgotten right from wrong. Reminds you of Mr. Casey, too, right? But it's even worse, he says. Listen, it's even worse, he says. The Lord is showing us that in no uncertain terms, the same nation that was founded on the Ten Commandments is now experiencing some of its worst divine judgments ever as a result of falling away so profoundly. Anyone can see it, Chris. Anyone can see it. Think about what he's saying here. He's nailing what your point's been for the last two hours. Yeah, and where much is given, much is required. Think about it, Sam. Uh, The worldwide recognizes America as historically being the most prosperous nation and the freest nation on the face of the earth. We've been given much, and a lot of that prosperity is due to the blessings that Heavenly Father has shed down upon us. And we're turning our backs on the source of all of our blessings. I mean, that's political suicide. That's national suicide in our case. And it's been based on the fact that we have, for the most part, historically kept those Ten Commandments. And that has been our saving grace. But Heavenly Father loves us too much to allow us to continue to receive his blessings at his hand. If we refuse to keep the commandments, then they're very simple. I mean, keeping the Sabbath day holy. All you have to do is refrain from working. And I know a lot of Christians, by the way, um, who go out to eat on Sunday, not recognizing that even though they're not working, they're requiring that other people work to serve them. I mean, (laughs) so you've got to kind of... You know, you may be living the letter of that law, but if you're causing other people to have to work on Sunday, doesn't it kind of 
violate the spirit of that law? Does to me. Now, Joseph Ferris so says no, this. Get... This will be a hard campaign for us to wage alone. We ourselves are among the, quote, canceled. We've been mocked, lied about, yeah. suppressed, alone. demonetized, and blacklisted by big tech and threatened with complete extinction because we try to follow God's ways as a, quote, Christian news source. Nevertheless, we are stepping out in faith in the one true God and asking for help in making his commandments, not his suggestions, more widely known and thought about. It's after all. That's what holds Western civilizations together. He finishes and says the goal is twofold. I want to prick the consciences of believers and non-believers alike. And I want America to be confronted with the basis of all our laws as handed down by God at Mount Sinai. Okay? In hopes that the people will repent of their sins and turn back to their creator. America has never needed a campaign like this as badly as it does right now. The Ten Commandments have been banished from our public schools. They've been banished from our courtrooms. Even from yeah. our churches and synagogues. Really look what's happened since. And then he says this. It's time to roll them out again on highways and byways in big cities and small towns so no one goes without excuse as to the moral code of this nation. God has given us this moral code to govern ourselves. We can have a repentance. We can have a revival. We can have a renewal. Chris? Yeah, and they're not that difficult to keep. In fact, they're easier to keep than not keeping them. Because if you don't keep them, you don't get the blessings, and you have all sorts of problems. I mean, look at the law, uh, thou shalt not commit adultery. Look at the problems appertaining to the violation of that law. That makes your, your life more complicated. Keeping the law makes it simple. We wouldn't have to worry about abortion if, you know, we were uh, having those relationships within the sacred bonds of marriage and not committing adultery. Because a lot of, a lot of um, abortions are the result of adultery and embarrassing situations that people want to avoid so that they don't get ostracized by their friends. But then we offend God a thousand times more than we could ever offend man because God's authority is a thousand times more great than man's authority. So, yeah. Now, Joseph finishes, <laughs> Joseph Fair finishes with this, Chris. If you'd like to learn how to sponsor a Ten Commandments billboard in your community or to offer feedback to WorldNet Daily about the Ten Commandments billboards campaign, please email tencommandments at wnd.com. This is the solution, teaching the principles that God set forth, yes. knowing that if we turn to him and repent, he'll heal our land and protect us, knowing that this is the way the Founding Fathers believed was the solution, knowing that it's worked for over 200 years, knowing the solution, we just, the people need to embrace it. How many people will back Joseph Farah and support and stand with him on this one? I'm going to do all that I can for this cause because I think it's a worthy cause. I think this is exactly what we need, Chris. Yep. Good, good on Joseph Farah. He's a good man. 
like I said, I used to listen to him. And everybody is pushing back on this trend. It's the people that are too afraid to push back because of social concerns or, or you know, or laziness. You know, the, that's one of the pillars of Christianity. Or just ignorance. I mean, a lot of people, would, of course, that's uh, the result of laziness. You, anybody can be familiar with God's laws. I mean, you can memorize the Ten Commandments in an afternoon. But most Christians can't even cite all ten of them. You know, maybe two or three. Yeah, so this is a good project. Let's let's support that, Sam. I'm I'm with you. I will donate to that cause, and hopefully, it will have a positive effect in society. And if you don't like the religious aspect, just do the redneck. Just do the redneck version, the godless version. Hey, man, don't hurt me. Don't take my stuff, Chris. (laughs) Yep, yep. That's uh, that sounds like a libertarian's way of thinking. Yeah, but it follows you know you and I are. <laughs> yep. Don't, you know, if you don't hurt me and don't, don't take my me, stuff, I'm not so sure what you can violate, stuff. right? Yeah, that covers uh, two or three of those commandments at least. <laughs> so, and that's a redneck version. Yeah, any idiot can can figure that. Even I can figure that one out, Sam. Yeah, there I'm kind you go. of a northern redneck myself. <laughs> but anyway, I commend World Net Daily for this. I commend Joseph Farah. I commend Chris Carlson for bringing this content to the table. I commend Mr. Casey, who highlighted these very same sentiments uh, in what he's saying. I commend Joel Skousen for standing up and highlighting these realities. I commend Tucker Carlson for a lot of the good that he's done that ultimately got him fired. You know what? I really look for the good in those around me and try to find ways to support their efforts. That's what Liberty Roundtable is about. It's not about Sam Bushman. It isn't about rock stars. It's about God, family, and country. It's about protecting life, liberty, and property. It's about we the people standing together. It's about a clarion call for civility. It's about the Ten Commandments, absolutely. It's about the Constitution and the Bill of Rights. Chris, take us home, buddy. Yes, sir. Without God, we cannot win, Sam. With God, we cannot lose. The battle for freedom is the Lord's, but we need to be engaged in that fight. Lieutenant Carlson and liberty-loving patriots everywhere, continuing our duty, sir. From the Liberty Roundtable team, libertyroundtable.com and lovingliberty.net. Spread the word, donate liberally, get involved, would you please? We declare this nation shall endure. In fact, we say, God save the United States of America. America.